Oh, hi, everyone. So welcome to the uh, Gym Script video version of the podcast. And today we've got a very special guest who is Tony Meredith, who does a lot of work with gyms, franchisees and franchisors around a whole bunch of stuff. And before I go and stuff up the introduction for you, Tony, how about you introduce yourself and tell everyone what, what you do, what your business is, and also how you help uh, members of the gym's family. Firstly, thank you, Joel, for the opportunity. So Tony Meredith is my name and my business is Tony Meredith Coaching. I'm a business coach based in Brisbane and I focus on sales, leadership and mindset primarily. And you're right, I do some work with a few of the different divisions. I do a lot of work in the pool care division and have done for the last uh, three, three and a half years with uh, Brett Blair, who's the divisional head and uh, franchisors, franchisees, but also do some work uh, in uh, Handyman, Jim's Handyman, uh, Jim's Building Inspection and also the franchisee in Jim's Electrical. And then I've got a heap of clients outside of that as well. So for example, today I was with a, a plastics manufacturer. I just hung up on a Zoom call with a lady who's got a renovation and styling business on the central coast of New South Wales, HR, service provision, a whole range of businesses. And, and the whole essence of what I do is to help businesses grow. Uh, and I've been doing this for four years. I've got a background in very large corporates, but uh, about uh, four years ago or three and a half years ago, I decided that enough was enough and uh, hence have been on my own ever since. Now, what sort of um, things are you doing with the gyms franchisees? Yeah, so for example, with Jim's Pool Care specifically, uh, I'm working with Brett, so coaching Brett and helping him uh, grow at his business. Uh, you know, even though he's a great divisional head, it's about you know getting him to take his business to the next level. Uh, work with a number of the franchisors to do the same and helping them you know grow out. Obviously, a good franchisor business is uh, you know selling franchises first and foremost, but then also you know becoming a leader to those people that to those franchisees that are within their team. And then with franchisees, so whether it be new franchisees coming in. I spend the first four months with all new franchisees that come into Jim's Pool Care and I work with them on local area marketing. And as you know, we've got the, the, the leads through gyms that come through the 131 number. But then we also want our franchisees to do some local area marketing that complements all the stuff that Jim's is doing centrally. So I'm working with new franchisees, but then also with existing franchisees and, and helping them go to the next levels. So that might be in sales uh, or that might be in growth or a combination of both. It might be managing time, etc. Okay, let's talk about the growth part, which is yeah. a lot of we have a lot of great franchisees who have sole sole man or sole woman yeah. operations, and they do make great money, but they mm. sometimes get frustrated that they might can't get to that next step. So, yeah. what sort of growth strategies would you have? Um, would you recommend for them? Well, the biggest inhibitor of growth is time. That, that that's the big thing. So, from a solopreneur or sole trader point of view, we've got to free up some time to enable them to go and recruit, train, uh, etc. So it's about uh, getting to start to think a little bit differently. When you think about bringing on new franchisee, obviously there's a commercial reality, oh sorry, a new employee, there's a commercial reality to that. You've got to be able to pay that particular wage. And where a lot of um, particularly individual or sole trading uh, and franchisees go wrong, let's take for example, we're going to pay someone a thousand bucks a week, right? So across the course of the month, that's four grand. I normally talk about a multiplier about four or five times. You want to be earning you know, about sort of 16 grand or 20 grand to sustain that level of, uh, of employee. What tends to happen, but is the franchisee wants to work until they get to that top line number, and then they'll start to look for a new employee, right, to help them. And what ends up happening is they get burnt out. Right. And so what I say is don't go all the way, like go to a point where, you know, you can still um, you know, comfortably live your life and pay for your own personal bills, etc. 
But again, the, the key that we want here is we want time. So by bringing someone on board, that's ultimately going to free up my time as the franchisee, which then, and that's not to take time to have a break, whilst by all means, you know, do that every now and then or spend time with your loved ones. But that's about spending time now to further grow my business. So go and do those local area marketing initiatives. Uh, perhaps go and see, you know, property managers. Perhaps go and do some, you know, flyer drops, whatever it might be, but I need to free up my time. Plus, of course, I've got to train my new employee that's come along. But the big the big opportunity is how do I find time? Okay. Now, do you have an example of a, a franchisee maybe that you've helped go from the sole entrepreneur yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to the multiple? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got a, a franchisee on the south side of Brisbane here where, in fact, he was forced into getting a, an employee because he injured himself, right? And so through no fault of his own, he needed to get someone on board. And so he had to focus heavily first and foremost on training up that new uh, that new employee and that's that's the big thing right um, it, it's a it's about recognizing that as a franchisee um, you work for your employee and this is not just a franchisee thing this is a business thing um, you uh, work for your employee not the other way around so we've got to change our mindset and recognize that I need to train up my uh, my employee to make sure they can go and do the job the other thing is to adjust our expectations as a franchisee so again if I think about this particular example, don't expect that the new employee is going to do something as well as you from day one because you may have been doing it for the last two, three, four years. In this instance, it's about five years. And so it's a case of you've got to adjust your expectations and allow that new employee to build into their role, but provide them with clarity, provide them with support to help them from a competence point of view and to get them up to speed, but also be very patient with the fact that things do, uh, do take time. And what about finding and keeping employees? Because it's obviously a very, a lot of our franchisees get frustrated. They might find someone good and, and maybe hard to keep them or just finding them in the first place. Do you have yeah. any suggestions about what they should be doing for that? Well, yeah, sure. So they're, they're two different things. So from a finding point of view, um, my advice uh, is always start with end in mind. So start with end in mind means who are we looking for? So we say I'm looking for someone, well, that's about that wide, right? It's quite right. So we want to get clear on, is there a particular someone that we're looking for? It might be a demographic, an age demographic, a gender. They might have done particular tasks in the past. So who is it first and foremost? The next question to ask is, where are they? Right, where are they hiding? So if you're looking for a young person, for example, you know, perhaps uh, you might be looking for a school leaver. Why not approach uh, the local school, uh, you know, particularly all around the country? It's, uh, it's October here in Australia. The year 12s have only got a few months left. Uh, you know, so why not approach the school? There might be some people that are interested in doing whatever it is that you're offering. So where are these people um, hiding? That's that's the, in regards to the finding. Look, there's other traditional ways through SEEK and, and other uh, types of opportunity, local uh, employment offices. That's in regards to finding someone. In regards to um, keeping someone, recognize that money is not the reason that people stay. Now, money's important. Let's not uh, pretend it's not. But the reason that people stay is because they feel engaged, they feel empowered, uh, they feel that their, uh, their boss, their franchisee, is treating them in an autonomous fashion, are trusting them, so on and so forth, train me, recognize me, all these types of things. They are far more important than, uh, than money. Uh, but again, not, not denying that, that money's uh, not up there. I think another source of franchisees tend to, they're a part of a lot of Facebook groups. There's a lot of uh, local Facebook groups for jobs or just even in your suburbs. So, for example, if you live in a particular area, let's say it was Cooparoo or whatever, yep. Cooparoo might have a Facebook group up there. Yep. Generally, a post on there and saying, look, looking for a sold work at worker, blah, 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 blah. You will get, you will get a few people. You might have to go through a bit of 
you know, trial and error and, yeah. and stuff like that. And you're going to get better at maybe reading people in their messaging or whatever it is. But um, that's a really good source as well. It's a really quick way to do it because you don't have to pay any fees. You just put up a Look, post I, and away you go. And, and it's not about, it's not necessarily about the direct contact. It could be the indirect contact. So, for example, someone on that Facebook group might know someone that is uh, the person you're looking for, right? So in regards to finding people, but the clearer that you can be and the narrower that you can be on who you're looking for, the easier it is, as, as opposed to, hey, I'm just looking for someone. Well, again, that's incredibly wide. Whereas, the, the, you know, if I'm looking for, you know, that level of specificity around the type of person, then the, the easier it's going to be to direct someone uh, your way. And also the easier it is for you as the franchisee to rule people in or rule them out. Because if you have a clear list of parameters of the types of person you're looking for, or someone falls outside of that, well then um, they're not what you're looking for. So uh, as opposed to, hey, I'm just looking for, for someone with uh, you know uh, two, two legs, two arms and a heartbeat. Let's talk about sales, because that's what you do a lot of work with the yeah. pool care guys. And do you want to share a couple of the strategies that you're teaching in the pool care franchisees that yeah, can look, maybe be applied to the wider group? Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, I suppose one of the things about pool care is that it's a little bit different in the sense they've got a retail element. So they make money um, three ways. So they've got the service provision, that is cleaning of pools. Uh, but then they've also got the um, putting in of the chemicals, your salt, chlorine, et cetera. But the third one and the big one is they get to sell equipment, you know, and everything from, you know, pumps and filters and chlorinators. So that really does add uh, a lot to... Uh, to their business, but go to the, the general franchise uh, franchisees, there's, there's four key ways you can grow um, your business. And, and the first one is to um, is, is uh, called basket size. And that is to, can I put something else into the basket uh, with it? So for example, McDonald's do this incredibly well. Go in there for a burger, you get a, a fries, you get a Coke. So you've gone in there and you get extra things in your basket. So again, as a franchisee, think about, is there anything else that I can put into that basket or in that shopping cart uh, as well for that particular transaction. Uh, the other is to take up the average sale price. So can I take my price up? You know, one of the things with a lot of the franchisees, they tend to be very scared to take the price up. Mm. I'm very big for taking the price up. Now, let's not be too silly about it, but you want to make sure that you're competitive. Uh, Jim's absolutely prides themselves on, you know, offering great value, being punctual, a guaranteed work, all those types of things. That's worth something. Don't always try to be the cheapest, right? Um, so it's about you know price appropriately and take the price up uh, if you can. The other way that you can increase sales is through frequency. So if you're going to see a particular customer once a quarter, how can we get to see them uh, once a month, for example? So one of the big things with the pool business, given that the pool care um, sales are seasonal, so you've got a peak, you know, from sort of September through to April, and then you've got a lull over winter. Well, then the goal is to get regular clients. They'll get a lot of one-offs. People call up to, you know, turn their green pill blue or might be turn it, you know, make it cloudy, go sparkly, whatever it might be. But it's how do I then convert that one-off um, into a regular? It's always about getting regulars. And what a, what a regular means to me is seeing them every four weeks. And again, there's a little trick in that. So don't see people monthly because there's 12 months in the year. If I see someone every four weeks, there's 13 of those in the year, right? So there's just little things like that that I can just add a few extra percent uh, onto my business. Now, let's talk about one point you said then was about the pricing, which we have a lot of franchisees who are great long-term franchisees and they might not have raised their pricing for 10 years for one particular client or even all of their clients and they find it very, very hard. Like, I don't know, it's almost like an uncomfortable feeling to go to someone yeah. 
hey, I'm taking your price, which I've done this from 30 bucks to 35 or whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe do you want to talk a bit about more about that mindset of maybe valuing themselves more in what they do? Oh, that's 100% of what it is because if someone new comes on board, then they might be happy in that instance of sort of $30. They'd be happy to charge the new person 50 And so, you know, you might offer some uh, recognition for someone who's been with you for five years or whatever it is, but it's also about getting paid for what you're worth and valuing yourself and also recognising that things are going up around you. So fuel's going up, uh, you know, raw materials are going up, different things that you're buying, wear and tear on your car, like all these other things around you are going up. So then if your income is staying flat, then you're doing yourself a disservice, right? So it's not a bad thing to take your price up. And I would argue that most people generally would understand that things go up, right? So there's consumer price index, for example. You know, but it's the lack of confidence to have that conversation because I'm worried that that person's going to leave me. But here's the thing, and I actually had this conversation with um, a client earlier. It's a non-gyms uh, client. They're a, a manufacturing business. And we talked about the fact that um, they've got a large client, but they're not making much profit from it. Well, they're gonna, we, our focus is to grow the rest of our business out so we don't have the reliance on that client. So when we go for a price increase conversation, if they say, they're out, well, then look, we have to make profit. That's the ultimate goal of this. You know, you've got to make profit uh, as a franchisee. I know that you love it, but you're also not a charity, right? So you've got to make sure that you're, um, you know, profitable, making the money for you uh, and getting paid what it is that you're worth. I also want to talk about um, sales mindset as well. Mm. So you'll have a lot of franchisees who'll get the leads from the thing and they might they might say, I'm not real comfortable with sales or mm. maybe doing some of the stuff you're suggesting mm. in person about the extras. Do you have any advice around that? Yeah. Yeah. So firstly, change your mindset around sales. So the majority of people see sales as the way sales was back uh, 20 years ago, slippery uh, people, snake oil salesmen, manipulative, etc. That's not what we are in gyms. What we are is we're adding value. You know, we're wanting to help someone out. Someone has a problem that needs to be solved. Why not be us that can help solve that particular problem? So firstly, change your mindset uh, around sales because you're out there to solve someone's problem and that's worth something. The other thing with sales is don't give up too soon. You know, so you might get an inquiry come through, uh, you might call them once, might call them twice, they haven't answered, you sort of throw the hands in the air and say, well, you know, that they're not interested. People are busy, right? We're all busy doing plenty of stuff and I have demonstrated time and time again that it can take, you know, three, four, five, even more um, calls before someone will answer you back. And so it's a case of don't give up too soon because the person called up or inquired originally for a reason, uh, it's uh, stick with it. Uh, it's worth it. The other thing too is that if you lose a job, right? So you, you get the lead come through, you go, you quote the job, and you miss out for whatever reason. Don't give up on that lead either, because again, perhaps uh, they've gone and chosen someone based on price. But as we know, price is not always guarantee a great service. So you might touch base with that person in a month or so's time and say, "Hey, how did you go with such and such? Just seeing if you had a positive experience." Look, they might say, "Yes, they did. Thank you so much." And you know what? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, because they've chosen on price, and it's happened plenty of times with the, the pool care guys and girls, is that they've then got an opportunity to come back around and actually tidy up what the previous person did. That's a very good, very good point and tactic there. And um, yeah, I definitely encourage franchisees to do that because they might be yeah people who shop on price and they get burnt. And I should have used the gym's guy or girl. It happens all the time, and but what we tend to think, and I'm saying generally what we think, is that, oh, well, I've missed that job, I uh, feel a bit down about it, and I sort of move on. And, and what I always encourage people to do is to not give up on that. The other thing, too, is that you may have had customers that have used your service in the past. Maybe they haven't used you for three months, six months, maybe even a couple of years. It's important to stay in touch with those customers because 
The hardest sale is getting on a new customer, right? Because you've got to build the relationship. There's three things, know, like, and trust, right? You've got to build this know, like, and trust relationship. Someone that's used you in the past, you've delivered amazing service, amazing value to them, but for whatever reason, they've decided not to use your services. They already know you. They already like you. They already trust you. Perhaps they've just been busy doing other things. Maybe they took it on themselves, uh, but they're now at a point where they need someone to help them. Reach out to those people. You know, reach out to those people that are in your database because it's an easier sale. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's an easier sale than looking to get on uh, new customers all the time. Hmm. Let's segue into um, time management. So yep. time, advice do you have uh, around time management? We have a lot of franchisees who might get through a lot of jobs in the day or might get stuck regarding not managing their time properly. So from your experience, what's some advice that you provide for them? So for time management, firstly at the high level, there's two things with time. There's quantity time, that is how much time do I have? And then there's quality time, that is how do I make sure that I'm being as productive as I possibly can? Because just because you have the time available, there's plenty of people who are busy doing stuff that they might not necessarily be um, productive. If I loop back to what I said earlier at the starter and how do we go from being a franchisee on my own to getting in an employee, there's a couple of things that you want to challenge yourself to free up more time. So, for example, one is um, either A, I, I just do it myself, but that doesn't necessarily help. That doesn't help free up more time. Another one is can I outsource a particular task? So, for example, we might be mowing all day and then have to come home and do the books. Well, can we outsource the books, for example? So we don't necessarily have to go and get an employee straight away. But is there parts of my day that I can get somebody else to do? Can I outsource some local marketing, maybe a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, doing some, some posts on a Facebook group or whatever it might be, some really basic things, can I outsource some of that? Uh, when I do have an employee, could I, could I delegate? Um, the other thing is, can I automate certain things? Are there, are there parts of my business that we can set up in an automatic fashion? So go back to what I said before around connecting with my database. Can I set up an automated email that then might send an email out once mm -hmm. a month or once every two months just that says, you know, G'day, adds a bit of value, talks about, I know that in pool care, you know, as we we're coming into winter, we had a bit of a push on uh, heat pumps, for example. And also, as we're coming into spring, we talk about what are some of the things that we can be doing to get your pool, uh, you know, swim ready. So just do that in an email, just add some value. But there are things that you can automate. And the last one is stop. I'll bet there's plenty of things that we do in our day that we just have to say no to. Unfortunately, we keep saying yes. So let's go through a bit of a process to ascertain, you know, can I, is there someone that I can give stuff to or it might be certain tasks uh, or can I automate things or um, do I just have to stop and say no? There's some great advice there. Some really good software. I know, that for, for example, some franchisees, they use tools like what we call Zapier. Zapier yep. basically links a whole bunch of apps yep. and they get a new yep. lead in and it triggers off an email straight away to the client and does a few other things as well. Um, especially with backlist emails, you know, there's a lot of MailChimp and MailerLite and stuff. And rather than MailChimp, it's for free up to a thousand subscribers. So most most franchisees might might not have a mailing list bigger than a thousand people. So you can always use that tool for free. It's very intuitive as well. And it's, now, about, just, it's about just getting started, isn't it, with a lot yeah. of that stuff? Uh, you know, and start small. Let's not try and do everything all at once. It's like just pick one of those things. So I love the fact you're talking about all those integrations and, and MailChimp. You know, just get one email out to your database, you know, and you'd be surprised. Like if you've got a database of, let's say it's 500, uh, if we get 1% come back to us, that's five. That could be five customers that haven't seen us for a while that go, you know what, oh, that's right, Jim's mowing or Jim's dog wash, whoever it was, yes, I've been meaning to get in touch with so-and-so. Again, yeah. we're, we're busy, right? So it's just a nice gentle reminder. Yeah, I think it's such a better list as well because they've met you before or they've yeah. used you before, right? It's not a cold list at all. So 
you know, you can do you can do um, SMS as well. So SMS first is a really good tool. You can buy a bunch of SMS credits for like a hundred bucks. Yep. And you basically send a mass text message as well. But I think that's yeah, that's a really good point. Just be proactive, and you won't be, and you'll be surprised. But um, because you've got a customer base which already met you, it's going to be such an easier win than what it will be if it was a cold thing. So and and what 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 um, and this is the majority of businesses. This is outside of gyms. People tend to go for the shiny and new. Right, it's like, oh, I want to get this new customer, and how do I get on mm. new customers because they're shiny and new and they're exciting? But there's this pot of gold that's sitting in your database that you haven't spoken to for a while, and and doesn't have to be verbal communication like you've just talked about, Joel. It can be written communication through text, whatever. But there's this pot of gold in your database, you know. So let's leverage that uh, because it's an easier sell than trying to get new people on board. Yeah, we know from um, franchisees who do do let's say email mail outs just mm. let's say before winter and I've got this going on or whatever it is. It might be a small database of 60, 60 to 50 people, but they get, you know, $5,000 jobs, $3,000 jobs. Just from that prompt, as you said, they see that Jim's, oh, I know that bloke from Jim's bang will give him a call and um, happens all the time. The, the simplest solutions are often the best. Absolutely. Mm. Now let's talk about um, looking after yourself. Now we've, mm. we've come out of lockdown in, in Melbourne and um, yeah. other places have as well and yeah. The one thing I've been hearing from franchisees is they're just overwhelmed with the leads coming in and mm. everyone's trying to book in and people are booked out for three months and there's a lot of stress going on. So mm. what's some advice do you have for people around that? Yeah, well, the first thing with overwhelm, regardless if it's overwhelm at work or at home or just in life generally, is don't try and solve it in your head. So I get too many people who come to me who are trying to solve things in their head and it doesn't work that way. So my biggest piece of advice with overwhelm is write stuff down, right, or capture it. It doesn't have to be handwriting, but capture it somewhere, the things that you've got to do. Then it's about prioritise that that list of things that you've got to do and then just work your way through the list. You know, just do one thing. I, again, I had this conversation a few hours ago where there's a whole lot of stuff that this client wants to do in their factory, but it's like identify the list, let's just start with the top one and let's methodically work our way uh, down the list. And you'll have far greater success by doing that. The other thing to do as well is when you accomplish something, remind yourself. So remind yourself, I call it reward every effort. So reward every effort, it's uh, it's how we increase positive reinforcement. We as humans love to feel good about things, right? We love to get a little something because we've done a task. There's nothing better than having something on the list, putting the, the highlighter through it or ticking that off and just that, that sense of accomplishment that, you know what, I've just, I've done that task. Yes, there's other things I've got to do, but it's about just recognising, you know what, it feels good to do that and now let's get on to the next thing. Now, I want to talk about your, your business coaching itself and why do you think people or franchisees should engage a business coach? What could you do to help them? Yeah, because we can see or I can see specifically uh, where a, I can see things that a franchisee or a franchisor or a divisional um, can't see in the sense of quite often they get caught up uh, in, in the wood, can't see the wood for the trees, right? So you get caught up in your own business. You've got all the various, like you said, the overwhelm and things flying around everywhere uh, and you can't see some of the solutions. And so for someone like me, I'm able to sit at a distance, I come in and I can identify things very, very quickly. Uh, also, I'm able to break things down very simplistically and create a plan, an action plan of things to do. So I have a little process where when we go and set goals, we go and um, set a goal, but you want to start with the end in mind. And so the end in mind means um, it might be six months, what I want my business to look like. And I call this business by design. Then you figure out where I am now. And in between the two is a gap. Now, gap for me is an acronym for goal achievement plan. So it's not about setting goals. It's what I've got to go and do to achieve them. It's all about just taking action. That's the biggest thing. Uh, it's about 
um, you know, putting into practice the things that we know. So I'm able to help people move forward. I work heavily on the mindset side of things, Joel, because there's this um, thing called the knowing doing gap. So the knowing doing gap is I know what I should be doing, but I'm just not doing it, right? And in between those two is where I add enormous value because I'm able to then work my way through and understand what is it that's holding you back? What's the thing that's preventing you from implementing the stuff that you know, because you know your business needs such and such. You know that you should go and do some local area marketing, maybe go and see a property manager, uh, et cetera, et cetera, but you're just not doing it. And then what you tend to do is you go, I had no time, right? So that's the single biggest excuse. And I'm not suggesting that people aren't busy, but it comes down to it's a priority issue, right? So when something's important enough, well, then we tend to find time for that, right? And so it's about in that knowing doing gap, um, that's how I can really add significant value. And also I've got, uh, you know, 25 years of business experience at an incredibly high level, uh, and I'm able to then help identify and create, whether it be sales and marketing strategies, help someone from a time point of view, uh, you know, manage staff, grow teams, et cetera. Also, the accountability point of view, having you as, let's say, accountability, I've got to be accountable to Tony, right? He's giving me all this stuff. I feel guilty if I don't give it a crack at least. You know, having that as itself as well is worth it. Oh, look, without question. And I get a lot of clients. Uh, so typically, I'll see a client every two weeks. And so I get a lot of clients who will tell me that a couple of days before, they'll have this um, um, oh, oh shit moment. It's yeah. like, oh, gosh, we're going to see him in a couple of days. I better scramble and do all this stuff. That, that, that's okay in the short term, but the ultimate goal is personal accountability, right? So that is get yourself accountable. You know, do it, be, don't do it because of me, do it because it's the right thing to do for your business. By all means, if seeing me is going to help give you a little bit of extra motivation, but how about we implement things that are going to be right for your business? Now, let's plug your business. So how do people get in contact with you and what, what's yeah, the best way yep, to do it? Absolutely. So they can uh, jump onto my website. So it's tonymeredithcoaching.com.au. Jump onto the website. Uh, alternatively, you can. I'm on all the social media platforms. Again, Tony Meredith Coaching. Or alternatively, reach out to Brett Blair in at uh, Jim's Pool Care and, uh, and he'll certainly, he knows where to find me. So I see uh, uh, Brett and Kelly often uh, and, and the Pool Care team. No worries. So thanks for all that advice. Is there anything you want to leave us with that I haven't asked you about or anything you want? No, look, the ultimate, no, so I just want to reinforce that the ultimate success in business, and this is generally speaking, is implementing the things that you know. So I call it implementation over information. So in 2021, uh, there's so many places you can get information. It's amazing. Like even just in the, the gym system, like you guys provide enormous amounts of information for all the franchisees, franchisors, etc. It's about implementation over information. So we've got to do the things that we know we should be doing. No, that's great. We'll leave it there, Tony. So I'll put the links in the um, notes on how you can find Tony. So thanks for giving up your time, uh, Tony, today. I really appreciate it. I encourage you, if you are a franchisee or Zor, divisional or anyone else um, and want to get in, in contact with Tony, please take him up on the offer. And I'm sure, you know, you're still working with a lot of franchisees and Zors from the start. So that that's, that uh, speaks for itself. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks, John. Thanks, thanks Tony. No worries. Thank you,